podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the world of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to No Tracers. How's it going? I hope you're doing very well. I hope that you've been exploring. I hope you've been having a good time getting some amazing captures. This week on the podcast, I am speaking with Unseen Explorer. He is based out of Pennsylvania, and he has some amazing stories to share with you guys on this podcast. But before we get into the episode, there's a few housekeeping things we need to go over. Firstly, if you like this episode or if you like the show, please leave a rating and feedback. It helps other people find us. It gives us some clout, and uh, it, it helps it helps the podcast out. So if you do leave a rating and feedback, take a screenshot of it and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. My links are in the description. I will send you a signed photo print if you leave a rating and feedback. That's my way of saying thank you for listening to the show. If you guys are interested in picking up one of my photo prints or if you want to see my blog and see my photos or if you want to get a copy of my book, No Tracers, an Urban Explorer's Diary, you can go to notracers.com. I would love for you guys to check out my work over there, pick up a photo print, do that kind of thing. And last but not least, I need to thank our partner for this podcast, which is Liquid Death Water. If you guys have never heard of Liquid Death Water, well, don't you worry your pretty little head. I've got an ad coming for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint. Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. So if you guys want to give Liquid Death Water a try, use code just the letter K and you will get 10% off your order. Or you can just click on the link in the description and it will automatically apply that coupon code for you. And with that, let's get into this podcast. Unseen Explorer, please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience. All right. So what's up, guys? Uh, my name is Unseen Explorer. Um I've been doing urban exploring for a while, so that's why I'm here. So how'd you get into exploring in the first place? What made you catch the bug? <laughs> the bug, yeah. I've known that as a, <laughs> my buddies call it the bug, too. Um, so basically, um, I, I've i been always a curious person um, ever since I was little. I've always wondered about like ghosts, stuff like that, but never really got into urban exploring. And then just one day... Uh, Everybody has that like local bando that they go to. So um, mine happened to be Centralia. So we went to Centralia and I was like, man, it's like a desert, deserted place. So uh, I got into it then. And I stopped for a little bit after I got into college, but got back into it with a couple of my buddies and doing it ever since. That's amazing. So tell me about your first exploration ever. What was it like? What did you do? And like, what, what did you guys find or, or document? So I'll go, I'll go actually off of uh, concrete city instead of Centralia because Centralia we just walked around, but concrete city is like one of the coolest places I've been like 
like small scale is probably one of the coolest. So I came, I come from the coal region. So uh, Concrete City was like this um, housing development that they made for the miners and they just abandoned it after the mine, the mines closed. But we decided to go at night, um, took my little GoPro at the time and filmed it. But uh, and we always try to hype ourselves up that there was ghosts at every single abandoned place. So <laughs> we like acted like there was ghosts and we like, I was only 16, 17, but um, we went probably like 12 o'clock at night. It was probably the coolest thing ever. It made me feel like I was like not even on the planet. And we went in a couple of the buildings, um, but then we saw people. We didn't think like people came there that late, but that's kind of what it like gave, like gave us the adrenaline rush that everybody gets going at urban exploring. And like, it was like, from there on, I was like, man, I got to get my fix. <laughs> like, I have to go to more places. It was like an addiction at that point. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that feeling of like being on another planet? I feel like that's something that I relate to as well. It's like you're walking into another world, like the outside world kind of like goes away when you walk into an abandoned place. Can you talk a little bit more about that feeling? Yeah. So like I, I describe it as like a time machine, like um, like when I go to these places, like I'm stepping into like, who knows, like say like an asylum or like a church, like where people used to be all the time. And then like, they just let it go. And it's kind of surreal to think about like some of the things that might've happened there or some of the things that like, you know, they did as jobs, stuff like that. And like, I think it's like, that's like the surreal thing, like that. I feel like I'm in like not in our reality, like time stops, like, and like nothing else matters around us other than being at that place. And I think it's really cool because like, like in a way, like you just, you, you get taken back from this like energy that you're around and that you're like, wow, like this place is insanely cool. But like, there could have been like, like say for like instance, like an asylum, like they used to do lobotomies to people back then. And like, I think it's like insane to be like, wow, I'm literally standing where somebody could have died. And it's just, it just takes you back for a second. It makes you like appreciate being alive. Yeah, absolutely. Especially asylums. I think there's something very dark and eerie about the history there and it kind of looms in the air. It, it doesn't really ever go away. You know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just exists. And like, that energy still exists there. And I think that that's what makes like asylums, especially more, more special to explore because of the dark history that they had there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I've been to a couple of uh, my fair, I think like I only shoot like certain places, I guess. I don't know. Like, I guess that's like my kind of thing. Like I know like, other urbex um people like like to go to like anything they can get their hands on but like i go to places that like have like the biggest energy spots i guess and um because that's, i guess like that's my fix on urbex and being taken back by it and asylums definitely do that like big time yeah, I mean, I, I can relate to that, too. I've got friends that love to hit everything, houses, mansions, everything. And I'm like, 
I would rather go to an asylum or like an old prison or something that has like more history to it than like somebody's house, you know? Yeah, like it's like the, they have like more value exactly. in a way, like and more like memories and stuff like that that you can see like and and legitly like I say all the time to my friends like yeah there's asbestos and like the paint chipping but like no joke the history is falling off the walls yeah. of the place literally peeling off the walls man and when did photography come into play for you did it did you start taking photos at the very beginning or was it kind of something that you got into afterwards so um photography actually has always well it, like I've never really hated or wanted like wanted to do photography at all but then like something like switched in my head for some reason like when i got out of college i was like just fumbled around because i'm i'm a person that's curious so like i'll try anything and um instead of (laughs) what i should have did with my graduation money i went out and bought just a little rinky dink like nikon d3500 and from there I was like taking pictures of people and stuff, but I always was always like that curiosity was killing me inside to like wonder. And I started following, um, uh, Sam and Colby and, uh, exploring with Josh and all them big YouTubers. I mean, I've always watched them, but like, I'm always wondering like what their pictures looked like and stuff like that. And, I was like, you know, I could, I could take these pictures if I really wanted to, but, um, like most of the big, like, I guess push was my two friends. Um, they like, were like, dude, you, you got the eye, like, let's go, like, go take pictures. And that's when I fully got right into it. Stopped taking pictures of portrait, well, pictures of people, maybe because I just didn't like dealing with people, but (laughs) I mean, just like taking a picture of a place and then being able to see it for the rest of your life, like whether it be on your hard drive and stuff like that, like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a piece of you in that photo. And that's what I like. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can totally relate to that. I love, I love portrait photography, but like there's something about abandoned places that just draws me in way more than, than that. And the, the fact that you don't have to deal with people in abandoned places is, is nice, you know? Um, and what about favorite gear? Do you have like gear recommendations? For example, a backpack, a pair of shoes, a flashlight, a mask, like what are your gear recommendations? Okay. So you just want me to tell you all of mine? I I mean, I can, I can say a couple of them, but, um, well, what I do, um, I, I mean, whether what camera you use or if you're taking pictures or video, I always recommend the Sigma, uh, 10 to 20 millimeter. It's, insanely wide angle lens uh but it's it's just perfect to get like really crisp shots of like places plus like when you angle it correctly or whatever way you angle it it just gives it like the viewer of the picture like a sense of being there i don't like i i've I've used a bunch of lenses but that lens probably is my favorite um now as far as like gear (laughs) definitely asbestos mask because if you don't use one, I don't know. You might be might be an idiot. <laughs> um, I've seen people do it, and I feel bad for their lungs. But um, let's see. Uh, 
shoes wise shoes wise i'm a favorite of vans i whether vans converse boots i know a lot of urbex people wear a lot of like combat boots and stuff but like my pair of vans i have for three years and they've they are literally coated in asbestos i imagine by now and they never fall off like they're they're just a great shoe to use for like honestly climbing anything just trying to get into places and then uh two more uh, my book bag i like i was so skeptical of getting like a book bag that's like somewhat nice because like abandoned places are not clean so like i i'm like i try to keep things nice but i'd, I'd say like the breviate book bag line they're like they're top notch. Like I fit everything into it, my asbestos mask, everything. And it doesn't even feel like I'm carrying anything. Um, probably one of the best book bags I have. And it also has a slot for my tripod, um, on the bottom instead of like on the side, like, you know, like with the other book bags. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you could hit somebody with your tripod being on the bottom, but (laughs) it's, I think it's a lot better. It feels like an actual book bag kind of vibe to it. And then, oh, let me go get this. I forget the name of it, but this light that I use was only 20 bucks on Amazon. And it is probably the best light I've ever used. It's like a thousand some lumens and it's called the Viltrox VL162T. And it's probably one of the best lights I've ever used. It's I, I like it has a rating of better than like better than a mag light would. Wow! And it's probably one of the best lights that I have. Damn, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing all your recommendations. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are trying to get into urban exploring, and so they're always asking me like, "What gear should we use? Like, what what should we get?" So it's it's cool to hear what other explorers use as far as like lights go and bags and that kind of stuff. Like personally, I use a Wandered bag. Uh, I pitched, I pitched into the wandered Kickstarter back when they first launched it. And I was like, this bag looks sick. And so I've, I've been carrying one around for, I don't know, three years now. And it's the best bag I've had. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of theirs actually too. Just, um, I, I don't know. I just tried these guys out and I love, I fell in love with them. I did want to get one of those bags, but I don't even know what made me choose my mind because I had them both up on my computer. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried out the, the Breviat bags, but I've heard a lot of good things about those as well. So definitely if you guys are looking to get a book, like a backpack for your gear, uh, definitely check out the links in the description. There's a lot more information down there for you guys. Um, and then tell me about your scariest exploration. Oh God. Uh, (laughs) so I actually have two, I mean, do you want paranormal and then, uh, just people in general because i have like two pretty good ones so the first one we were we were at so i won't i won't leak the location because you know as urbexers we try to protect the places Mm -hmm. that we go to but we ran an abandoned power plant not gonna say where but uh we were coming out of the place and we were about to do drone shots and this car pulls up and we had all of our equipment out, like probably around like five grand of equipment just laying there um, in this city. And I was like, this car does not seem 
very friendly. And uh, some guy got out of the car and started walking up the hill. And I was like, yeah, we're going to get robbed. It, it's happening. We're getting robbed. Um, luckily, luckily we did not. Uh, but it just got creepier every time like this guy opened his mouth. So um, I, I have to tell this story because of the fact that my buddies, <laughs> my buddies always tell this at campfires. It's, it's, it's hilarious and it's creepy. But um, this guy came up to us and was just like, you know, shooting shit with us and stuff like that. And then he was like, oh, were you at my building? And we were like, your building? And he was like, yeah, my, my building over there. And he was pointing at the abandoned power plant that we just came out of. And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> so we thought this guy, like, worked there or, like, like did renovations on the building. But he turns out he was just, you know, one of those guys that love to live in abandoned places. Um, and for some odd reason, this guy thought it was a great idea to just ask us <laughs> if uh, – we uh, screwed with drugs at all. And I was like, my buddies, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, I smoke marijuana and stuff like that. But then he goes and proceeds, he goes, no, but like, do y'all fuck with meth at all? Whoa. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, no. And he goes, well, I got some if you want any. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> and my buddies were just laughing because they were like nervous. They didn't want to say anything wrong. And I was like, nah, dude, I'm good. Like, we're good. Like, you need to leave. And <laughs> should have never said that. But he went down into the car and was, like, talking about where his needle was. And then he started to come back up. And he just kept on saying, like, y'all fuck with meth at all. And I was like, dude, we no. Like, that. no, we're good. This, this is where it gets really funny, though. And then it gets a little creepy, but... Um, he, this man, you, he, we could tell he was already drugged out of his mind because he had those Chick-fil-A milkshakes, which is the best milkshakes ever, but he proceeded to slurp on this thing and drip it all over his, his shirt and everything, like just kicking his head back while he sipped on it. And he, then he looks at it, he goes, he goes, yeah, that building is pretty, pretty hard to get into. He goes there's a lot of people in there that you probably wouldn't have saw if you were in there, if you didn't know that. I was like, uh, okay. And he goes, yeah, he goes, and he looks at my buddy and he goes, yeah, if I wanted to, I could take you in the back and rape you and nobody ever would know. What the fuck? Yeah, I was like, we need to get, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. And he goes, yeah, he goes, you guys should, you, should, you guys should go back in there with me. And I was like, uh, Mm, no, <laughs> luckily, luckily a cop passed because he was reaching for something in his pocket. And I was like, I guarantee that guy has a gun. He definitely has a gun. And we started to freak out. And then we saw a cop pass by and he looked right at the two cops and they just out of nowhere, just walked off and skirted away. And I was like, I, like me and my buddies were scared shitless because we're, we're at a, in a city we don't even know. And this guy comes out, methed out, and t 
talking about raping my friend. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. like that was, I, that just like gave me like nightmares of thinking like, wow, you know, like you go into these abandoned places and you like at first, you know, the adrenaline rush is so big that you're, you're not thinking about anything else. And then that had to happen. And then every single time we go into an abandoned place, we're like, dude, there could be somebody in here trying to like kill us. Yeah. Wow. So that was probably like, like just creeped us out, but paranormal wise, this probably had to be the, I, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Honestly, like I really like, cause I, you know, sometimes I'm skeptic about that stuff, but for some odd reason that night I was like, like scared out of my wits. And I usually don't get to that point, but we were going to this, um, this place, uh, down near Philly. It was, a uh, an asylum. Um, I'm saying it because of it, it, it's torn down now, but we were going in the front entrance and my buddy was driving and I was like, for some odd reason, I just don't feel like we should be here. And my, my buddies are always, you know, trying to talk me back into it and everything like that. Because I, I feel like I have a sixth sense for that bullshit, honestly. I just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's leave. But um, we got to the place. We got into the entrance. And, I mean, this place looked out of it like it literally looked like a scene out of a horror film. Like, as soon as we put our lights on the one building. It, like, if you could look up Haunted House in the dictionary and there was a picture that that place would have like be the front page. Like it was definitely scary. And we just were getting our gear ready and everything like that. And my buddy turned the car around and his car just stopped. Like it just, just stopped working. Like it just shut off. And his car was a brand new car. I was like, Oh, maybe you didn't change your oil. He goes, I changed my oil two days ago. Wow. It's not my oil. And I was like, why did, why, well, then why did, like, why is this happening? Couldn't start it for, like, the life of us. So we just decided, you know, like, we'll come back to it after we're done exploring. And then everything after that just went to shit. Like, it just started going to shit. So we, we like, looked back, you know, um, after we started walking in through the front entrance. And we saw a cop. So, you know, like... Oh, you know, as an urbex, like we're, we're not trespassing yet or anything like that. So we're like trying to run all these things through our mind because a cop just stopped dead. Like, I mean, I've never seen a cop act like this, like ever. Like usually, you know, like they'll come up and, you know, talk to you or like cite you or something like for being on public property. But this guy came to a dead stop in the middle of the intersection and looked right in our direction shine the light right on us and then drove off whoa i've never seen a cop act like that like ever he was probably like life. i'm not gonna go for fuck with that nope <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame him i really do not blame him but i'm like it was so creepy because i was just talking to him. i was talking to my friends about it. i was like that's that's weird like i like if i was a cop and saw somebody trying to trespass i'd arrest him yeah. Like, but the, he just skirted off, like, and I, out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the, what in the hell? I'm like, that, 
So I was like, all right, whatever. Who cares? Trying to get it out of my mind. And we were walking in and we were recording and my buddy's camera was fully charged. I remember it. It was fully charged because he has one of those battery grips. Mm. Also, any recommendations for battery grips? Get a newer battery grip for any camera you have. They're insane. But um, he it was fully charged, had two batteries in it, and it just died. So, like, there goes our filming, like, for the night because mm. it just died out of nowhere. So, I gave him my batteries, and they wouldn't work. And I'm like, dude, I'm... I'm just letting you know, like, we got to get the fuck out of here. This is not normal. I don't know what the hell is going on here. Like, maybe something doesn't want us to be here. I have no no idea, but it just doesn't feel right. But being an urbex person, if you drive for so long, you have to explore it, right? Yeah. You know? So we get to the front. No, it was the back building. And we got in. Um, we were exploring for a while and my buddy like looks at me and I'm like, what's going on, Ryan? And he's like, just don't freak out. And every time I know when Ryan says, don't freak out, I'm, I'm, it, it, I'm going to freak out. It's, <laughs> it, it's just a given. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, just don't just, just look behind you slowly. And I just turned around and there was just this dark figure in the middle of the hallway. Fuck. And I was like, try not to be a little girl or right? like, I, I just, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was just like, my mouth dropped because it, it was just that like haunting. Like I, we came in with five people at night and Everybody was behind me. So we knew it was not part of our group. And I just I just kept on looking because I, I, I was that petrified I couldn't stare away because I knew, like, I know horror films. Yeah. You stare away from something, it's coming to get it's you. It's coming. Yeah, so, like I, like, I just stayed staring at it. And I'm not even joking. Like, I couldn't even make this up. The thing just disappeared into thin air. Oh, my God, dude. Whatever it was. It just disappeared. And I was like, well, maybe it was a shadow. And Ryan and Alex, they were like, dude, I don't think shadows do that. I don't think they just disappear. Wow. Because we were on the first floor. Like, there was no other, like, way to... There was nothing behind that. It was just the wall. Damn, dude. So, everything just kept on happening shitty. And, like, we thought it was over because we were heading back to the car. And Ryan takes a look over into the field like because this complex was huge and he takes a look over the field he sees flashlights he goes oh there's other explorers like and like if you ever explored with us you know we 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 meet people every single place we go Mm. and if we don't we know it's something bad's gonna happen so we're like oh yeah like other explorers let's go you know like try and talk to them and stuff see if they've you know been experienced weird stuff and as soon as we started walking towards them, flashlights went out. Their flashlights just went dark. And I was like, all right, uh, let's go. Like, I'm done. I'm done with this place. I, I don't I don't feel right. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm done. And they turned back on again. 
and they were in a formation like uh, like i mean perfectly in a line all these flashlights were and i like i thought i was like zoned out like i was like am i drugged or something because i like i've never experienced something like this like ever that's (laughs) like i've been going to abandoned like yeah i've been going to abandoned places for a while now and i'm like i've never had this and i like and i tried to like look like we tried to look this place up after but um while this was happening so we just decided to keep on exploring like usual instead of leaving and we got to the last house and I, I love I love this because you know the movie The Last House on the Left. Mm. So nothing ever happens good with the last house. We got in, explored, and we're just coming out and my buddy literally just grabbed me and pulled me back into the door. And I shine like well yeah, I shine my phone flashlight, not my big one, because like since it's like you can can kind of control it on your phone to make it lighter. Mm -hmm. So I I shined it over there and like, no joke. All I see is four guys in a circle in black hoods. And I knew it wasn't a ghost. So I, I like, I'm like, I understand why shit is happening right now. (laughs) Like it was like a come to realization. I'm like, we don't like we're we're in the middle of a cult meeting right now yeah <laughs> i was like all right well uh and i i'm gonna like i'm i'm a person to be cynical in times of stuff like that and i'm like ah, oh, you know and uh all i thought back to was i don't know if you ever seen buzzfeed paranormal or whatever but <laughs> every time when the one i'm pretty sure it's sean he says oh yeah we're here for the cult stuff <laughs> I thought it was a great idea just to shout that out. (laughs) And after that, we got chased proceedingly after that, like right to our car. And after that, I like never have like, I've never experienced cult stuff like that. But that day was just not our day. It was just not our day. Wow. What a fucking story, dude. Like, that's crazy. And it's like, you never know what's going to happen in these buildings. You don't know who's around. You don't know, like, like even with your other story, you know, it could be crazy people. It could be cult people. It, it could be literally anything. Or it could be ghosts. Like, you just don't know what you're going to run into in these places because we're not really supposed to be there. But, like, we go anyway because we're obsessed with it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, like, my buddies always tell me, like, well, I, I say it, too. Like, the last thing I worry about is cops, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Like, because I know that a cop won't shoot you for trespassing. Right. So, like, that's the last thing that I worry about. Exactly. Damn. Okay, what about a uh, favorite history of a place that you've explored? Okay, so it would have to be, I mean... Okay, so I'll name drop this one just because it is. Uh, I know for a fact it's demolished. Um, but Embryville Asylum. The creepiest place I've ever been. Nothing nothing really like that like with cult stuff ever happened there. But like the history of this place is just insane. Like, So when we were looking up on Reddit, we saw a bunch of like ghost stories and stuff of the place. But then we found like the history history of the place so like embryville (laughs) 
Embryville was everything bad in a building that it could be. So before it was an asylum, it was a jail. And before it was a jail, <laughs> it was a freaking um, testing site for uh, the the military. Like they te- like they did experiments on people there. Wow. And then it was an asylum. And so we were like, oh, wow, this is great. This place is extremely amazing place. Good vibes only. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but um, we found out, though, at this place, like, they, that was one of the first asylums to practice lobotomy. Wow. So, it, which was surreal because lobotomy, like, everybody, like, back then, people thought, like, you know, it was a cure. But, right. like, you're just turning people into vegetables at that point. And... And then on top of that, we found out that with like while we were actually while we were walking around, we looked it up that there is a mass grave site of two hundred people that got killed there from experimentations. Wow. And just for And they just for history's sake, for you guys listening, so this place was built as Chester County Almshouse in seventeen ninety eight. Which is a long ass time ago. Like it's been there forever. Yeah, that place is insane. Now I don't know. I don't. Uh, you you probably haven't looked up right now, but now we found out it was a military testing site. But I don't know if that is one hundred percent true. Just because of they, like I know Camp Hero was in Montauk, New York, mm. but they usually don't declassify that stuff until like certain amount of years. So, right. But that's what we found out so far, but yeah, that place is old, like really, really old. That's why they probably demolished it. Yeah. Damn. I love like the history of these places and like hearing about stuff like that. Like we were talking about earlier with asylums and how dark their history is. Like that just goes to show you that even before it was an asylum, they were doing some crazy shit there. Oh yeah. And I've always wondered because like I, anybody who is listening hopefully is a Stranger Things fan, but like that's why I really want to go to Camp Hero because they based Stranger Things off of that. Right. Absolutely nuts. And uh, let's see. What about uh, your use of social media? How has social media like helped you as a, a photographer, as an explorer? I mean, it's how I found you initially, you know, you were on uh, one of the Instagram pages and and so I looked at your stuff and I was like, oh man, I got to get this guy to come on the podcast. So like, what has social media done for you as far as exploring goes? So uh, social media, I I have a love-hate relationship with it first off, but um, social media, like like if used correctly, (laughs) can literally like open up so many doors for you and that's what I've done. Um, I wasn't huge on social media when I first started being a photographer. So it was kind of like a slow start where I was like, you know, if things would have went faster and stuff, which I'm like, I'm, I'm totally okay with because things, you know, progress as they, as they do. But um, one of the things that like I know helped me was reaching out to other people. Like I got to what it was a privilege to do this too. I got to um, uh, meet up with, um, Steve Ronan, uh, for those who know Steve Ronan or don't, he's one of the explorers, uh, that, uh, goes with exploring with Josh and he explored, um, 
one of these asylums with us down in Maryland. It was probably like, it, it's just cool to see how other people work. Just like you were saying at the beginning, how like, you know, they go in and explore. And he was actually wondering like how we did everything, which was awesome. And uh, like, I thank social media for that because, you know, it, it is hard, I guess, to get in touch with like, you know, higher up people and stuff like that in like the urbex community. But I feel like, also like with social media you really do sense the love like like just for instance like i have tiktok it doesn't it doesn't really help like it should like people that are very creative on that app don't get the um the backing that they should Mm. which that's that's why i don't like social media because the people that are very talented and very like very motivated to do stuff don't get the i guess um, the support that they should need and stuff like that, which that's what kind of sucks. But, um, with like my photography though, um, with social media, like I got like my, I remember it, like I was sitting in my bed and I just posted one of my pictures. I didn't think it was going to go anywhere or anything like that. And I was really proud of it. And I got featured and I, I didn't know what that meant <laughs> right away. But like once, like, if you do ever get featured or anything like that, it's just insane. Like, it, like it makes you feel good that you're doing something that you love and you're getting praised for what you love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love social media because of the support that you do sometimes get and the people that it can link you up with. And then like, some, like I am now best friends with a couple of explorers that I would have never met if there was no social media. Yeah. It is amazing, you know, and it's it's like with this podcast, especially it's helped me connect with explorers from around the world. So now, like anytime I go somewhere, I can literally hit people up from Instagram and be like, yo, you want to go explore something? And, and they're always down to like, you know, share locations and and trade locations and things like that, which is super cool. And so, I mean, but I agree with you. I also have a love hate relationship with with social media. I think that that kind of goes for most people these days. Um, and then do you have any goal places that you want to explore like bucket list items? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Let's see here. I actually have a list on my phone of all the places that I really want to go to. Um, but to start out, one of the places I really want to go to is, um, for those who know in Vermont, the abandoned radar base, um, it's extremely, hard to get to and it's it's like nobody cares that you go up there but it's a hike (laughs) like it's 12 mile hike to get to this place and the reason like just the reason why i want to go there is because um my buddy went there um and he was just telling me like just even just because it's not like it's abandoned but like the view that you get from this abandoned place is insane. And I think that's cool too, because some abandoned places, they have their own like quirks or pros and cons and stuff like that, because it's like every, everything does. But like for that place, it's just, you could see miles and miles of like beautiful, like landscape just from one place that they just abandoned and you can't get it from anywhere else. Wow. That's amazing. Hmm. Oh, here we go. Um, hopefully people have heard of this place, but um, I know it's getting a lot of like security now, which kind of sucks, but 
Um, I definitely still want to go there uh, because it's just insane. I'm pretty, I forget the people that did it, but um, uh, it's, it's King's Park oh, like yeah. Asylum. Uh, I want to go there just because of the, I forget, like I said, I forget the name of the people, but they did like a reverse uh, vandalism room there. And I thought that was insanely cool that like these urbex people literally went there every single day getting past security just to fix one room Wow! to look like it used to back in the day. That's amazing. I didn't even know about that, but that's so sick. Yeah, well... (laughs) Sadly, they people vandalized it again and stuff like that. But um, I'll have to get the name. But uh, the people that follow them, like they're doing another room somewhere, and they're gonna dis like disclose the lo- location to certain people. But um, they're like these people are insane. They go around and just like reverse vandalize the place and make it look pristine as it used to be like that, like it, it would literally be a time machine, like to go back and see the places that, um, they did. I know they did a couple of, they did a train yard and they, uh, revitalized a train in this train yard to make it look like it was back in the day. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but I would say the last place that I really want to go to is, <laughs> and everybody wants to go here. But uh, Chernobyl. Mm. And everybody, well, I feel like everybody should know the history of that place. But I just want to go there, honestly, just because it literally is an abandoned playground. Yeah. Like, everything there is just abandoned. And, like, I feel like I'd probably have to spend, like, $500 on SD cards just to go and take pictures of that place. For sure. It is. It's definitely on my list as well. And I know there's a couple... uh, explorers that give guided tours through Chernobyl which is kind of cool so I would I would like to spend a couple days there for sure I do know that the explorer shy uh he lives in Ukraine he's done like backpacking trips through Chernobyl through the exclusion zone and he's got like full videos on YouTube and they're absolutely insane videos he's climbed up the giant satellites like he's done everything he's and he's like slept in the buildings and done the whole thing and I had another guy on, um, I have another podcast about freelancing because I'm a freelance videographer myself, and he filmed a documentary in Chernobyl that was on TV, and they got to stay in Chernobyl and like explore and just film this this beautiful documentary, and it's, it's absolutely an insane place, and I, I would love to go explore that place as well. And then uh, if you could live in one place you've explored for one week, which, would, which place would it be? Oh man, these are some good questions. Ah, uh, I would. Oh man, I would have to say, I would live in the abandoned ski resort that I went to in New York. Um, I'm a snowboarder when it comes time to like winter stuff, and I have actually snowboarded down like a mountain to an abandoned place, which was honestly probably the coolest thing ever getting to like backpack and then snowboard into this cool abandoned place. But, um, this place was huge. It was beautiful. Like the, the views were beautiful. The architecture of the place was just like immaculate. Like it, it it was like, I'm pretty sure it was built in the 1920s, but it was, um, 
arranged to look like the 1950s and stuff like that, like when they renovated it, which is beyond cool to me because they had the 1950s fire pit in there, in the ski lodge. Um, the ski uh, lift itself is still there. Uh, the hotel is barely touched. Um, so, like, I would definitely want to live there because, one, it's way in the woods. So, like, perfect to be secluded. And, two, I don't feel like I could run out of things to do there just because, honestly, it's a playground in itself. So sick. Oh, I love that, man. I love that you, like, got to snowboard to a abandoned place. Like, what? That's so crazy, man. <laughs> That was hard. It was very hard, but I wanted to do it because um, I wanted to get it on uh, video. Um, but it definitely was a, a surreal aspect because it was snowing that day too. Wow. Um, and I just went up the hill because I knew it was on the other side, um, which I, I could have easily just got into the place. I could have just walked in, but I wanted to make it, you know, something like special to me amazing amazing and then what's the farthest you've traveled to explore i think it was well it was five hours but now it's gonna be next week it'll be 14 hours that i'll be traveling somewhere that's amazing man i love it i the farthest i've traveled to explore i went to portugal and explored an abandoned uh 360 degree restaurant in the woods and it overlooks the city wow. of lisbon and i i just happened to be able to go there because i had a tour guide that took us to some castles and stuff and i just asked him i was like hey do you know about this abandoned restaurant and he was like yeah i'll take you there tomorrow so we literally like got in his car and drove to this forest and there was a security guard outside and he talked to the security guard and the, the guy was like, oh yeah, you can just pull the car in and go explore, have fun. It was so sick, dude. That is really cool. Getting permission That's to like explore is like unlike anything, you know, like getting security to let you in, like it's the sickest. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've had only two occurrences of that. One, they just didn't care. But the other one was really cool because we, it was just me. I didn't even go with anybody, but I was going to this uh, church and a cop actually explored with me. What? That's so sick. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, he was like, I like, he goes, I should be, you know, telling you to leave, but I've never seen this place and I've heard so much about it. So he, he literally asked, Hey, could I like come in with you? And then I'll act like I was kicking you out when we come out. And I was like, yeah, dude, for sure. That's I will, dope. I don't care. That's dope. Wow. <laughs> what a cool Yeah, story. I was so, I was so surprised because when he said that, I was like, are you kidding? Like, are you just pulling my right? Mind? Like, are you going to kill me when we go in this place? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I was like, oh, or, or we go in and he's like, yeah, you're arrested. Yeah, right? Like he baited you into going in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, I got you. We're homies, right? Oh, you're under arrest, bitch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's no way. But now he he went in and saw me taking pictures. He was like, wow. He goes, now I understand, like, why you guys like coming in these places. That's so rad, dude. Amazing. And then my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Oh, long exposure pictures. <laughs> 
long exposure. I wish I would have knew how to do it. And like, you probably can attest to this too. Like, don't like you learn something in photography or videography and then you learn it and then you're like, man, I want to go back to that place. Yep. But I have a golden rule. Like if you got in once, it might not be the same time around that you get in again. So like, I don't, I usually don't backtrack to locations, but I now learned how to do like long, like at the beginning I didn't know, but now I do. And I was like, man, all my photos would have been so much better at the start, <laughs> but now I can't. <laughs> I love that you like, don't go back to places again. Cause it's never going to be the same as the first time, you know? Yeah, no, that's yeah, exactly the point why I don't go. I mean, cause I could go back like five times, but that first time was the the time that like my senses were all over the place. I felt like I was like an adrenaline junkie, stuff like that. Because if you go back to a place, you're like, oh, well, I know this place now. Like the adrenaline's not that high. I know how to get in, get out, all that. But like the first time, it's like, that's the surreal part of it. Like it's your first time there and it might be your last or you might even be the last person to be there in general. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, If people want to see your photography or follow your journey, where can they find you? So I am on Instagram at uh, unseen underscore underscore explorer. Um, Also, you can check us out um, at uh, urban lens, uh, just U R B A N lens, uh, no space on YouTube. Um, and also, um, I don't know, uh, if you guys want or anything, I don't, I don't want to pin it on the uh, podcast, but we are coming out with merch too. Um, that'll be in the future. Um, like new merch, we already have some out, but, um, and also, I don't know if I'm allowed to do, like, uh, say my friend, like my friend's part yeah, of the yeah. YouTube or no. So um, uh, a huge part of urban exploring is having my friends. Um, they're the ones that helped me get started. So uh, one of my buddies' names is Ryan Lichtel on Instagram. He uh, he does urban exploring photography. And then Alex McNaughton um, is another uh, guy that I look up to um, and helped me out a lot. And we all are in the we all got into our YouTube together, um, which was really cool. All right, guys, that was unseen explorers stories. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. I had a blast talking to him whenever I initially hit him up. He was so jazzed to come on the podcast and share. And like, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, the excitement of exploring abandoned buildings and, the things we love to do and the things we love to capture. So if you want to come on the podcast, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram. I'd love to have you on as a guest. If you guys want to read my blog, see some photos, or pick up a copy of my book, No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, head to notracers.com and you can do that there. If you guys liked this episode, please leave a rating and feedback and I will send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place that I've explored. All you got to do is take a screenshot of your feedback and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. Uh, Check out all the links down in the description. If you guys need gear, if you need anything, backpacks, shoes, flashlights, masks, anything like that. Um, And if you want to pick up a photo print, you can do so as well. There's a link down in the description. If you want to support my journey, you can do so on Patreon. And uh, last but not least, thank you to Liquid Death for partnering with me. If you guys have never tried Liquid Death water, I highly recommend it. You can use just the letter K as a discount code on the website. Click the link in the description. Or you can go to 7-Eleven and pick up a can or two. 
today. All right, guys, stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore, and remember, leave no trace.